Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex, where we change the way we talk about money. Before we get started, I do just have a quick favor to ask of you. If you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Alright, so let's get into today's episode. A few weeks back, or rather like a couple episodes back, I mentioned that we were breaking our lease early to move into a more affordable place. So those plans actually changed kind of quick, like within a few days. Um, John's company was set to announce layoffs in October, and so we made the decision to hold off on moving because if John didn't have a job, it really didn't make sense for us to move into a new place just to, you know, move back into his parents' house or something like that. So, fortunately, John found out earlier than October that he wouldn't be laid off, but the landlord couldn't leave that unit open um, until October, November, which was around the time we were hoping to move in. So, we had to, you know, figure something else out and pass up on that opportunity. But around the same time, John's parents had actually made us the offer of moving in with them. We were both strongly against moving in with them for a variety of reasons. Um, But I'll just, you know, give you guys what I think are like our top three reasons for why we were so against it at first. So when we were dating, we would literally dream about living in the city. Like whenever we would make the drive from, you know, his house or my house into the city, we'd be like, oh my gosh, can't wait until we're able to live here. It's going to be so much fun. Like we just both really, really wanted to live in the city. Um, We grew up in the same suburb and we were just like bored with everything it had to offer. Like, I don't know, you know, like all the plazas, the chain restaurants, you're kind of like, you know, over it and you just want to experience something else. And so Atlanta was definitely our something else. Next is the commute. So currently for me, I'm working from home, but pre-COVID, my commute was literally like 12 minutes, just drive to the train station, two stops, and I'm at my job. And then for him, he could take the train to work. Um, it's only a 20-minute drive for him to get to, to get to work. So, I mean, living in the city meant a shorter commute. And, you know, moving back into the suburbs, obviously a longer commute for both of us. And you guys, you guys have literally not experienced traffic until you're sitting on 85 southbound at 9 a.m. on any given weekday. I mean, I'm sure things are a little bit different now because a lot a lot more people are working from home, but honestly, it is the most draining, not fun, just like I did that drive for a year and it took me two hours to get to work and two hours back. Actually, I feel like I did it for a year and a half. And, I mean, just spending that much time in the car is just not good for a person. And so I actually started taking the bus from the suburbs. So there's um, a bus that takes you from, you know, where our parents live into the city. And then from this, 
from the bus stop, I will take the train to work. So I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Um, so yeah, so the commute was, you know, one reason why we were super against it. And I mean, last of all, living with your in-laws, at least in my mind, isn't something you necessarily want to do when you're married. I mean, we've spent like the last year and some change creating our own space and just having our own space. And there's something for me personally that I've been really, really like, I guess you could say like, it's just something I've always dreamed of, just having my own space. Um, ever since graduating college back in 2016, I think that when you're living with other people, naturally there are things that you just don't do um, when you know you're occupying a common space. And especially when you're in someone else's like main space. So it's not like, you know, this is our house and like they're staying with us. Like, no, this is their house. We're staying with them. So, you know, if there's things that, you know, they just don't do or don't approve of or what have you, like we can't do it. Not that there's anything that like, you know, that we do that's like wild or crazy, but it's just that, you know, it's like, it's like a respect thing. And so you kind of have to, you know, be mindful of other people and the space that you're occupying because essentially you're a guest in their home, you know? So obviously the decision was and wasn't an easy one for us to make. Um, we both enjoyed having our own space and that was huge for us along with the freedom that, you know, having your own space allows you but we both agreed that we are just paying way too much in rent like I just felt like I was living paycheck to paycheck did not like that feeling and in order to feel like we weren't struggling our rent just needed to go we just could not continue to pay almost $1,400 a month in rent we just just couldn't and so we also had to acknowledge that our emergency fund at this point has been depleted. I mean, between, like I've said, like, Juno breaking her leg, our cars, fixing our cars, like, we just don't have anything in savings anymore, and we're using the last 2000 that we have to break our lease. So, you know, it's truly drained. And we just cannot afford another financial hit. Like, I think I said this in another podcast, we've been so blessed not to get ourselves into any credit card debt during this time, and I'm not trying to start now with an unforeseen emergency, so it's best to just, you know, put our pride to the side and take the safer, more secure option of moving in with his parents, giving us some time to um, rebuild our emergency fund and kind of just get our financial lives back in order because COVID has, you know, ruined that in a matter of months. So I'm sure as you guys all probably guessed, we made the choice to move. And for a split second, I honestly felt embarrassed and a little ashamed that one of the most basic adult things that one can do, having a roof over your head, was something that I felt like we failed at. I mean, Recently, I guess you could say, I guess within like the last six months, I've seen friends and I've seen peers purchasing their own homes and I would feel a little envious, not because they had a home, but 
because to me that's what stability in adulthood looks like you know and I think that's something that something that we've been taught from such a young age is you know being able to provide and take care of yourself and putting over putting a roof over your head is such like an adult thing to do and moving back into your husband's old bedroom doesn't feel like such an adult thing to do at all. But as quickly as those negative feelings came, they left. Right now, the world isn't okay, and I think we all can agree with that. It's affected us all in various ways that we absolutely did not see coming. And for us personally, it just happened to affect us in a way that we never could have guessed back in January. I mean, in January, life looked a lot different for us. We had $10,000 saved. You know, we had job security. Neither one of us really knew that, like, this would happen. But I do have to recognize the blessing and the privileges that we have. Everyone doesn't have parents that are willing to open their doors, you know, Whether they don't have a good relationship with them, whether their parents are out of state, or, you know, some people don't even have parents at all. And so, I had to recognize that that in in itself is a blessing. And I actually wrote into one of my favorite podcasts, Brown Ambition, and just asking them, like, hey, is it kind of weird that, like, me and my husband are moving back in with his parents? Like... And they were like, absolutely not. Like, you guys are 25, 26. Like, take advantage of this. Like, take advantage. And um, so I had to realize that, like, this was ultimately a blessing. I mean, especially when you're coming back with an apartment worth full of stuff. Like, we're pretty much packing up our entire apartment and moving it into (laughs) their garage. Um... John's coming back home with an extra person, hello, me, and a puppy. So, I mean, it's a lot. And for them to still offer us that option is a total blessing. Um, we're both still employed and healthy. And, I mean, what more could you ask for in this time where so many people are unemployed, so many people are sick and dying, like having a job any job and just being in good health is so 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 like important and I realize like you know that is a that's a huge privilege that we have I mean like I can't control my health I mean there are things that I can do but ultimately I do what I can so hopefully we'll be able to put a large amount of money towards debt. We did the math and we have to put $2,800 a month in order to be debt-free in one year. I'm crazy, so I'm pushing for eight months. Um, assuming that we both still have our jobs, um, both of our side hustles are still going strong by that time, like during this time, hopefully to get out of debt in eight months, we'll need $4,000. So we're about to be like sacrificing and I'm going to take you guys along with me in that journey but yeah I mean like after this month like I'm really just gonna be super low-key and just working and really really grinding to get out of debt because I am just so tired of it tired of it you guys like I'm just so 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 over it and I know that 
a lot of people are like, the government needs to forgive my loans, our loans, like, they're gonna wipe it out, I know it, I feel it, and if they do, that would be amazing, but as you can see, they can't even figure out how to give people who've been affected by this pandemic more money, so I don't see them anytime soon figuring out how to eliminate student debt. Um, so we're just gonna, you know, go hard for this next year and do what we've got to do to get out of debt and rebuild our emergency fund, very important, and who knows, maybe we could have enough saved by this time next year to have a down payment for a house. I don't know. We've been talking about moving out west, looking at California, Arizona, like there's so many opportunities and there's so much out there and that I think being in debt is just really holding us back. So I'm excited to get rid of it and explore what options we have. I used to think that being an adult was all about hitting major milestones, like your first real job, your first your first adult car, moving out on your own. But honestly, as I'm going through everything in real time, I'm realizing that being an adult is defined by not those milestones. It's about being able to make the most out of your inconvenient situations and regardless, still making the best decisions for your future. Do we want to move in with his parents? No. Do we realize that this is an opportunity that may never happen again? Yes, and we realize that this may be the only time we really have to focus on our finances, get where we need to be, and eliminate this student debt. So we're going to take it, and I think that's what being an adult is all about, making the best decisions. So at the time of this recording, my apartment is filled with boxes and garbage bags. Juno is literally running around like a maniac, just destroying everything. And even though it feels a little chaotic right now, you guys, I know that everything will be okay. Okay.